Welcome to ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long. Well, most Tuesdays <laughs> when we don't take vacations, giving you uh, reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Patty, double week, double games, baby. Four points. Four points. How do you feel with that? Top of the table. Top of top the, of the table. league, son. Haters can get bent. We're top of the table. Top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. Honestly, uh, we fucking did it. We went from wooden spoon, spoon last season to like a two-point spread three quarters of the way through this season. Like, what an effort by the boys, especially in the Cavs game and the four. Like, honestly, these last two games were good. Um, I, and I think we can all agree that Carlos has gone full goblin mode, which is amazing. <laughs> <'Cause>, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that Go, going going to uh, going to spruce for the first time ever and winning 3-0 with like 20 something percent 24 percent fucking full <laughs> goblin mode son and i love it just disrespectful uh, yeah yeah it's uh it was it was awesome to see um yeah so i mean today i'm coming to you live from my soon to be mother-in-law's basement here in ottawa <laughs> uh I, I mean i hope you guys know what i'm sacrificing for this because right now my fiance is upstairs slaving away with wedding sh- stuff and i'm down in the basement drinking beer with Johnny and talking about football. So, uh, so I love you, Stephanie. If you're listening, please don't stand me up on the altar on Sunday. <laughs> this is hard work. This is yeah, exactly. Sacrifice things here. We got to bring it to the people. We got to bring it to the people, and that bring requires people. sacrifice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a yeah double barrel episode for everyone out there in the ATO, ATO sphere. Uh, a game away yeah. at Cavs, and then a home battle versus TD or versus TD versus Forge at TD. Yeah. Um, two yeah. tough matchups. What's uh, what's your what's your overall thoughts, Johnny? So, I mean, speaking of sacrificing things, obviously we didn't have the episode last week. I was in a cabin that had almost no internet, so I did watch the games using lots of data, and I'll probably pay for that later, but was not able to record an episode (laughs) during that. So, yes, on, like, the second night or whatever that we were gone, watched the Cavs game, and, I mean, that I think Uh, that is legitimately the most satisfying display of what some controversially call terrorism football that I have ever (laughs) seen in this league. 25% possession, seven shots to their 22. Yeah, it's bananas. (laughs) 67% pass accuracy. Just literally trailing every single stat possible except hitting the woodwork and fouls committed um and we still came out winning three (laughs) nothing oh my god and not only that it was alamin right and bassett (laughs) like resurgent alamin recovering brian Wright and ollie bassett back in the mix like i love it i love it i mean not to not to mention that hella rain delay at the half as well yeah so you know all those fans and the ones that stayed there as well you know more tap more power to you not only did you have to sit through that rain delay but you had to fucking sit through that drubbing at the end oh boy watching them leave leave spruce meadows was just uh icing on a on the cake watching those fans file out with like 10 minutes left in the game you do you do feel for them but i mean a goal at 79 and then at 89 is fucking Uh, hilarious sorry but that's very funny (laughs) yeah and brian's goal just oh my god it was it was maximum troll mode it was troll mode to 11 oh it's very (laughs) the balu tabla like pop up to brian who just kicked it up over carducci's hands like little uh, chip the chip i was like flo had left to go do something else and i'm like we scored again she's like there's no way and then like 10 minutes later i'm like we fucking scored again she's like there's no way like we're not even doing we don't even have the ball (laughs) 
<laughs> but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. You know, first, yeah. first visit to Spruce. First True. three points. First three goals at Spruce. True facts. Just, True facts. Yeah. Yep. Carlos we rolled the five three two. Our boy Owen Antoniuk got the start. Got the start. Young yep. man got a, got himself a, a start on a sheet. So awesome. Um, Alleman continued his absolute tear by uh, scoring that beautiful goal in injury time, which to me is such a finger in the eye of like, the home team. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> No, getting the goal right before half is a two minutes. Huge two minutes into off. injury time, so good. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's like there's the classic football manager answer when it's like, how did it feel concede just before halftime? And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I basically had to tear up all my notes because now the situation was completely different. And I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just imagine like uh, Wilden Jr. being like, uh, 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 uh. God, <laughs> in the God. locker room. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't uh, I had a, I had a different speech plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, Brian Wright continued a trend of uh, you know having some su- surprising form the last. Last couple games, I, I've liked I've liked watching him, which is yeah, not no, something we've said. Is very nice. Yeah, it's nothing we've said a lot this season. The beauty um, assist the oh, previous game, God. the Halifax game, yeah. and then the beauty finish goal in that game. It's oh. yes, excellent. You love to see. Him. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, he's proving uh, he, to me. He's proving that he's a great poacher when he can get the ball. So I like seeing us play in a way that gives him those opportunities, and we got to see it in. Uh, in Calgary, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> Ollie Bassett's goal, like, but with that that Carl Howard pass, and then he runs over and like throws the heart up, and <laughs> just watching like Carducci <laughs> on the ground, sad. <laughs> like, man, he continues to capture our hearts. Like, I love it. I love that little man. He really does. He's amazing. He really does. Amazing. It was a beauty. I mean, it's, I mean, all, all all those. The, the first one, you know, was was from in the box on a on a spell of possession, but mm-hmm. the, the the last two were just straight up breaks. Yep. We're just getting punished and punished and pressure and pressure. And then we do what counterattacking football does, and we counterattack. Oh, Johnny, don't you mean don't you mean those, bore, those boring park the bus football? Oh yeah, isn't it boring? Park- <laughs> it's so boring watching your political play. They're so boring. Five five big chances to their zero. What's yeah. really boring? Really? What's five big chances to their zero? Is, is taking lots of shots from from anywhere? Is that exciting to you? Like, are we hockey fans now? No. Is that what's, what's exciting? What's boring to me is listening to Gareth Wheeler every week. We'll get more into that. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's let's talk about the stats. Cavalry, twenty-two yeah. shots, uh, fifteen from inside the box, which is insane. Uh, <laughs> that's actually nuts. That's so dangerous. Uh, and uh, we had seven shots, and we scored three times. And we so. scored three times. So what up? Yeah. Uh, so battle of keepers. Ingham was on his game, uh, which was awesome he was. to see. Uh, here, Johnny, I'm going to throw some numbers at you that'll probably blow your mind. And for those of you listening out here, like, get ready because you know I hope you got your hope you got your diapers on because. It's going to be some crazy stats. Uh, <laughs> Cavalry passed 630 times with 89% accuracy. Yeah. Ottawa yeah. passed 210 times with 67% accuracy. <laughs> Possession was 75-25 for Cavalry. Yep. Ottawa had yep. 24 clearances. Cavs had one. <laughs> Ottawa made five <laughs> saves, and the Cavs made zero. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's listen. Just, I, I it's bananas. Like, it's bananas. <laughs> this is the, this is this is the typical this is a typical example of how this type of football can really pay off if you know how to execute it properly. And people say, "Oh, it's boring. You just sit back and park the bus." Of course, the Cavs fans were saying that because it was frustrating the shit out of them. Yep. I mean, listen, we're going away and playing away to a place we've never been to before. 
We're playing one of the best teams this league has ever seen, and we're only just starting to be good. Of course we're going to go there. We're going to be cautious. Yeah. But would you respect us more if we went and play, played some free-flowing football and got smashed 4-0? Like, no. We came here to win. We came here to get three points, and we got that and then some. Yeah, so. ex- exactly. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Al- <laughs> if you look, I mean, even if you look at the, how the Cavs, like, offense played out like Ali Moosey and Joe Mason had four shots apiece Brian Wright Kevin Alleman and Wally Bassett each had one and they all scored other shots (laughs) they scored them all because they're just better Patrick they're just better they're better speaking of not that uh, Jose Escalante (laughs) she's like I want to punch my TV every time I watch that man play. I'm just like, man, he cannot stay on his own feet to save his life. Mm. He finally got a yellow card in the 66th minute for diving, which I think all of us were like, eh, it's a little bit late, but you know, better late than never. But like, man, I, I think I speak for the, the whole... The fact s- that we've seen that happen against us more than once now is hilarious. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think I speak from the whole of the CPL, all CPL fans out there, except maybe Cavalry fans. When I say, like, Escalante is the biggest diver in the league, and it's so frustrating to watch. Yeah. And, and like, I just – I wish he would just draw more cards. Like, honestly, like, to me, that's that's dumbing down the game by doing yeah. that. And, yeah, okay, we've had some instances where, you know, ATO players have gotten carded or, or we've seen other players from other teams get carded. But, my God, that guy – it's like his calling card. His calling card is diving, and I hate it. I hate watching him. Like, yep. you know, he's he's – if he wasn't – I mean, he's good. Like, I got to give him credit. He he yeah. play, plays well uh, when he's up. But like, man, just don't 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 fuel the like soccer stereotype. You know, that's the like, biggest thing. And like, listen, like we're I know it's a lot of people will be like, oh, you're one to talk like you shit housed and time wasted from the 60th minute. It's like we sure did. But you know what? There's a difference between shit housing and time wasting and pretending to be hurt constantly yeah. to try and fool the referee. One, yeah. one of them is gamemanship, and one of them is just, I'm sorry, it's just being a little pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's so that's just it. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks that Ingham, uh, you know, obviously hurt his, his groin muscle. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm hoping it's not season-ending sacrifice because he didn't play in the following game either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nathan, if, you know, I mean, we know you're listening at this point. I feel like all the players are. So we hope you're okay. Uh, we uh, we hope. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was shithousing for a bit. Maybe it was a little bit. And then we when he went back, uh, down the second time, and yeah. then we made the sub. I was like, oh shit. And then when he didn't start the next game, I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So so hopefully, I mean, hopefully again, it's, it's a it's a minor issue that you know can be solved yeah. just with some conditioning or whatever but yeah, yeah especially because i mean like i would love to see that sick ass flow back at td on friday for the 1980s themed match <laughs> i would love that because uh, if anyone has hair for that for that era it's nathan ingham so. he definitely does yeah. um but yeah. that being said i mean my doubts about sean melvin are over uh he, made, he played three minutes and made two saves which was legend legend uh yep. Officiating was decent at the game, um, and I mean, it was it was honestly it was a good match to watch. Um, in a like choose your own adventure part of the season, which I feel like that's where mm-hmm. ATO is right now. We're like trying to figure out where we want to end the season because we have a, a few factors to consider. Obviously, we have mm-hmm. where we want to end in the table in the top four yeah. because I think at this yeah. point, barring a complete collapse of of everything Carlos has built, we're looking at probably a playoff run. That being said. Where we want to finish obviously will dictate where we're going to play, what home games we have, all that stuff. The other fa- the other facet of that is the under twenty one minutes because obviously yeah. we need to meet those. So at some point, mm-hmm. you know, the, something's got to give, and I think that if we can get the enough runway built up, then getting under twenty one minutes is, is less 
concerning, I guess, because they yeah. Fernando has said it, Carlos has said it. We're gonna hit the minutes. It's just how we yeah. manage to do that. And you know, my my concern, I guess, and everyone's concern out there is that we're just gonna, you know, just barely squeak into the playoffs in a fourth fourth place spot because we have to jam in all these under twenty one minutes, which would suck. And that's like the that's the. I mean, that's not worst worst case scenario is not making the playoffs yeah. because of it. But worst case scenario in something that's would still be making the playoffs is yeah, if we just barely in squeak in fourth because we had to play a bunch of under twenty one minutes and. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the balance is there. Obviously, we uh, we started Owen in that game, which was nice. We didn't uh, we didn't see Bahus until later, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we got to start having some games where we both of them are yeah. playing. You know, it's yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think we'll get into that in a, in a mailbag question later, but um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So this this definite is, troll match at, at Spruce Venice. <laughs> Well, I mean, we if you listen to our last episode, it was definitely like, are we going away to Calgary and then mm. we're going to play Forge? And we were like, you know what? If we lose both of these games, it wouldn't be completely surprising. It'd be disappointing, but it wouldn't be completely surprising. Yep. Or like maybe we squeak by some draws or something. The fact that we came out of those two games with four points. Yeah, I four just, out of six. That's I. You know what? I. I that's yeah. That's that makes me happy. Uh, which is which is which is great uh, because I watched yeah. this game at you know one thirty in the morning in Riga. So <laughs> I stayed up and then I was so glad I stayed up because at seven a.m. when I had to go to work, I was just dragging my ass. So, but it was worth it because I got to watch that happen. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess uh, I don't know if you want to like maybe jump to the the Forge game. We can talk about that one a little bit since it's since yeah, it's, we jump to the Forge game. Back to back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, the Forge yeah. nil nil draw. Um, you know that's that that does it for that's fine with me, dog. That's yeah, yeah, that's money. With me. Yeah, nil nil draws <laughs> money is money for us. Uh, you know, three would have been great, but a draw like to me that that puts us in a good position as we cruise towards these dumpster fire teams that we're playing in the next couple weeks. You know, we've got yeah, Edmonton Friday, we've got Halifax somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially since Forge did us a favor and lost the game beforehand. Uh, yep. And, uh, you know, like, everyone actually kind of did us a favor the day that we uh, beat Calvary. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's amazing. And even, since, and even since then, like, uh, like, Edmonton beating Halifax doesn't help us a lot, but, you know, it helps keep Halifax at the bottom of the table. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when we look at games like that, it's it's tough because I think Eddie put out that, that article about, like, here's how Atletico makes the playoffs. And to it's me, it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's just that gif of, like, uh, that, um, uh, from, uh, <clears throat> oh, man, from... You might have to edit this. I'm trying to think of the movie. Uh, oh, bro, from The Hangover with Zach Galvanakis, where it's like yeah. all the numbers yeah. like float back then. That's how yeah. I imagine. That's how I imagine Eddie writing uh. that. Um, so, so yeah. So it's 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 great to see that that like that yeah. that that exists. Going through the um, scenarios. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's great too because like I mean you look at the the fixtures in the last little bit for the for the for the entire league and some of the 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 fuck. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with this one. One second here. Well, oh, that... the thing is, I'm worried about Valor because Valor keeps picking up points, and basically them dropping points is the best thing for us to clinch faster. That's what Eddie was getting at, essentially. Oh, is that yeah. The one that what needs to happen for us is Valor needs to start dropping some fucking points so that the spread between them and fourth gets bigger, and then we don't have to do so much to clinch earlier. But yeah. the thing is, is that they refuse to drop points l- lately. They just. I know they it's, love squeaking at results. That shot, that Sean Rea, what a fucking player, man! I know, despite you know what he looks like, he plays well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I mean, I, again, I think that that when we look at other games, um, and we look at the way that those those results are shaping out, it's good for us, it's bad for us, but I think we're giving ourselves enough 
extra rope by winning games like this one against Cavalry and by yeah, drawing Forge yeah. at home that, yeah. you know, we're, we're looking at a, at a probable playoff run, which is amazing. It's a, it feels so good to say that. <laughs> it's so good to say that about Atletico Ottawa. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so, you know, we jumped to the Forge game again, nil, nil draw. Uh, I got to give hats off to the Barton Street Battalion. They emulated our road trip from earlier this season. They did their own. Mm. They came up to TD. Uh, they were welcomed into the jaws of the beast. And, uh, honestly, the hammers put on a show. Um, you know, yeah. it was, it was, it was good. They weren't as loud as us. They didn't stand and cheer the whole time. But, you know, yeah. to, to me, it's important to recognize, and we've talked about it in previous episodes, it's important to recognize how big it is to have, contingents of road fans travel between cities and i know it's yeah. not possible for all of them but if it's yeah. possible we should be doing it and they did it mm. um it was awesome because like yes there's animosity and tension on the field and yeah there's like some i'm going to call it good natured ribbing between supporters groups um but mm. at the end of the day we're, we're helping grow the league and it's really cool to like work together with them work together with the league um you know they we invited them to to the glebe central pub so they could come to our supporters pub to do kind of a pre-drink before the game or like hang out yeah. um and i know we took some photos with their supporters groups as well because the um the new uh commissioner of the league was there um as well that was the big news so it was cool to like come together with supporters group from another team in another city and really kind of just make the atmosphere of the canadian premier league better than it is and that's really yeah. what it's about we all you know love our team and we love shitting on other teams but we're growing the beautiful game in, the, in Canada, and at, the league is, is continuing to grow because of that. So awesome job by the Barton Street Battalion, and, and you know, credit where credit's due. I'm going to give them it. They, they said a bus. <laughs> they said it. Well, it was nice to see them um, because I saw the club was behind it all as well, too. Mm -hmm. You know, they had the nice little documentary at the end of it, same with us. Like yeah. the, uh, the, the club uh, uh, Twitter account was tweeting about it. So it's really good to see the clubs also push these initiatives of um, the traveling supports groups because... You know, everyone can use all the help they can get, yep. basically. Yeah, agreed. Figure out this thing um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, this is a, another game I got to watch from the comfort of my economy class seat on a plane all over the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wish we had notched the Lawrence, but like, honestly, it was right. it was entertaining. I was It was good to watch. I was mostly just in it for like, I love watching, I love watching the games when I can't be home in the dub. I love watching it because like, I'm always on the lookout for, you know, people that I know in the dub and just like random yeah. shit that appears uh, in the dub, which is great. Um, the theme, I'm going to like the theme, uh, soccer is for everybody. Uh, the pride uh, was, was amazing. I think it was really, really mm -hmm. well executed by the club. Uh, Capital City supporters were fully on board. Um, you know, special shout out to Bryce. You know, he brought flags, inflatables. He gave Joey a bubble machine, which was awesome. <laughs> the bubble machine was banging. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it looked amazing on the stream. Uh, and it, honestly, to, to me, it's it's wonderful to see the city, the club, and CCSG embracing fans from all walks of life. It's it's really cool how inclusive and and welcoming the dub has become for so many people from a variety of different backgrounds. And and you know, it's it's awesome because it again helps kind of build this this culture and this um love of the sport and love of atletico mm -hmm. um yeah. so so i love to see it and it's it's great to watch on on tv as well for those of you that yeah and special special shout out to friend of the cast uh liam king he put out an article on the other called soccer is for everyone or so we're told which is a great article about this exact um subject yeah and so figured i'd bring it out for the soccer is for everyone match because it's an important subject. He writes about it very well, and um, as we saw, it's very important to bring this up on the pitch and in the to see how supportive uh, this uh, community can really be for yeah. uh, this type of initiative and this type of subject. So, yeah. bravo to everyone for that. 
Way to go, everybody. It was honestly sweet to watch. Uh, what wasn't sweet to watch was Philip Dujic being ass as usual. God, he sucks. <laughs> the man before, 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 we get, before we get into the refs, I want to say, I know you earlier you said it was a good game, and I think it was a great game. And yeah, I think a it was, lot enter- it was say, very oh, entertaining. It was a nil-nil draw. It was entertaining. It's a nil-nil draw, whatever. But it's like, okay, man, but that was, you know, sometimes you get those nail-butting, nil-nil draws. There was lots, you know, there weren't, uh, uh, what do we, we had 10 shots, uh, two on target. They had seven shots, one. On yeah, it was almost very even stats and it was basically all played through the middle and just yep. like trying and trying and trying and not being able to break through and yeah. it was, it was unstoppable really force immovable object that kind of shit exactly anyone uh, I can't remember what old uh, Italian footballer said it but they said the, the the perfect match of football ends nil nil and I think you know that was uh, <laughs> a really great example oh, if you're boy. into that sort of I was, thing I was, I was gonna say I feel like you just made some enemies out there <laughs> like what the fuck if is you're Johnny into that talking sort about of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, yeah I mean Dujic sucked the man can't call a game to save his life like I don't mind honestly I don't mind him as a linesman I don't mind him as a linesman he's, he's fairly good at that um, but like his performance review i'm gonna say includes the following players on both sides putting wrestling moves on each other at least one jersey pull <laughs> two cl- two cases of violent conduct one for each team yeah. and yeah. you know let, let's let's talk about maybe like touch on the the, the goal that happened there might have been or a goal that happened maybe i mean i'm not gonna say it definitively but i mean uh, there no, might have been yeah, a goal you know that what, happened you be the judge all right you know do your own research you as they say just do your you own research saw. do your own research <laughs> The, the the game end nil nil. That's yeah. the only thing that really matters. Yeah. So again, I don't want to focus on it, but like he he sucks. I don't want to see him refing anymore uh, for, yeah. for for our games at least. Um. So so yeah, we jump into a few of the stats. I mean, again, it was an entertaining game. ATO had ten shots, Forge had seven. Possession was fifty nine forty one for Forge. Uh, both teams had solid passing over eighty percent. Uh, but when we talk about the kind of comparison between the two teams, both teams had exactly 11 fouls. Both teams had exactly six corner peak corners. Uh, ATO had two yellows. Forge had one. ATO, I think, had two offsides. Forge had one. Like, it's, <laughs> it's such an like, even game. Um, Who would have thought? Like, they're at, like, they're, like, went toe-to-toe. Yeah. Like, it was a true top-of-the-table clash, toe-to-toe. And I know we said that last time we uh, we drew with Forge. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it was a true top-of-the-table clash. And I mean, you know, over 40% possession with 85% pass accuracy. I don't know how you call that terrorism boring football. Like, this was a yeah. proper top-of-the-table clash yep. between two good teams. Yeah, so. yeah. so, I mean, to me, again, both teams played well. The real winner of the game was the dub, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, um, for sure. So, and they put on a clinic for the Hamilton supporters. So, you know, for those of you out there, if you're a Hamilton supporter and you're listening, you should take – You should. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you well, know, I mean, so, yeah, what, what, what more can you say about the nil-nil, really? Yeah, that's it, man, because, uh, honestly. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was, it, was, it, it was good. And, you know, getting a point out of that I thought was really important yes. to finish a tough run of two games. Well, especially because, when they when they drubbed us 4 nothing last time at home. Especially when they drubbed us 4 nil last yeah. time that they visited. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I, and I think point out of that. Yeah, that was a concern finishing in the back the of everyone's Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. And finishing the season with one win and one loss and two draws against Forge is like, man, what a turnaround yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, in private, prior seasons, it's never been that bad. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. Prior to this season, we never even scored a goal against them. So. Yeah. Yep. But here we are, top of the table, baby. Here we are, top of the <laughs> table. All right, standout players. Who do you got, Patty? Sean Melvin. I, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on yes, the list. Yes, sir. Honestly, I, I think he deserves it. Um, you know, 
we've we talked about when Sean Melvin was going to get a chance, when he was going to play. I think Johnny and I were like, oh, he's going to play at this game. No, he's actually going to play at this game. No, he might play at the next game. And he finally yeah. got he finally got it. it took Nathan <laughs> Maybe we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, well, you know, we do our best every week, uh, <laughs> and that's what matters. Uh, but yeah, no, he had he played. Uh, one and a bit of a match and both were good yeah. honestly um yeah. he's, he helps maintain the calm at the back of the pitch which is nice and honestly i'm super confident whether it's him or nathan starting we're safe in their gloved hands whichever one it is um so it makes me happy to see them out there um yeah so uh definitely up there for me probably i mean melvin's up there but my number one from both games is kevin alleman like yeah. the man but, does but, not but, stop. Before we get into Alman, I will say with Melvin, it's just yeah. like I didn't, I didn't feel um, like last season when we had like Obadal come in and play games, and you're like, ooh, I'm, I'm a little nervous. This is just a kid, doesn't yeah. have a lot of experience. Like Melvin was basically just another number one keeper. Yeah, there was literally just, nothing nerve wracking about any of it, and yeah. we're really, really spoiled to have someone like him as a backup. Yes, I think. Yes, we are. One hundred percent, we are. So, yeah, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he would uh, rather go start somewhere else next season. But for yeah. now, we're going to cherish the fact that we have such two uh, capable goalkeepers uh, yes. at our disposal. Yes, yes. But yes, Kevin Alleman, the man of the hour. Holy <laughs> Again. man. Another, go- another goal against, uh, like, not just another goal against Cavalry. Uh, you know, in that game, he had 76% accurate passes, 100% shot accuracy. He won six tackles out of six. 100% tackle rate. The man is a menace, offense, defense. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. It's Cinderella, it's a Cinderella story. Um, and, you know, he has that, you know, that Kevin Alleman smile that he flashes every time he gets a goal <laughs> out in the crowd. Uh, it's infectious. So keep it up, Kevin. We love you, bro. It's uh, it's good. It's, it's, these, good. it's these defensive stats that really blow my mm. mind about, about, about Kevin Alleman because, I mean, yeah, you know, he's, he scored twice in two games uh, against Forge. He had... 11 recoveries of the ball. Yeah, it's nuts. 11. That's it's nuts. nuts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no one and no one else had more than uh, I think Hodge on their side had 9. Uh Suzuko and Bassett both had 7. Like yep. both midfields were incredible, but Alleman was probably the crown jewel of all of them. He was he was amazing. And him and Bassett, the way that they are defensive from the front mm-hmm. is that makes them perfect Atleti players. I mean, well, and, I say and not only that, now that now that Sissoko is back in form in the six, it's mm-hmm. it's like perfect. Yeah. It's like Alleman and Bassett owning the like middle third of the pitch, and then you've got Sissoko high on the high on the box, controlling those those plays when you know they want to switch the field or whatever. It's it's just it's lovely to watch. It's it's beautiful yeah. beautiful football to watch with those three. Yeah, the Alleman Sissoko Bassett midfield with uh, two up top in front of him is I think a thing that we're gonna have to continue to do. <laughs> I mean I love Bo I love Bohus and he's probably gonna start getting some more can continue to get more minutes because we need those under twenty one minutes. But man like. It just doesn't compare to, to those three, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it is. Deadly. It's super deadly. Um, so, for that reason, uh, Abdu Sissoko is on my standouts as well. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Two back-to-back bangers from him, and he got man of the match in the Forge game, deservedly sure so, uh, because yep. in his in that game, his stats were ninety-five percent accurate passes, ninety percent accurate long balls, and he won a hundred percent of his tackles. So, <laughs> so like. It's stupid. It's It's stupid. It's dumb. I mean, clearly playing like a guy that was playing in La Liga a few years Mm -hmm. ago. I mean, those are the kind of stats that a six in a fucking league like that puts up. Yep. And it's it's uh, it's one thing to have 100% accurate tackles, but yeah, the 95%, 35 out of 37 accurate passes, and the nine out of 10 accurate long balls. Yeah. What can't this man do? 
Yeah, what well, can he do? And, and then the it. seven recoveries as well, just like everyone else in the midfield. <laughs> it was just uh, three yeah. out of five ground duels. One. Yep. Two clearances. Yeah, he's uh, he he played great great both games. Um, so it's great to see him back in form, which is awesome because I know he had a couple games where it was a little touch and go, but he is back yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna for the third one, I'm gonna say Ollie Bassett. Um, he's I don't say he fell off the radar a little bit, but for a few games he was he was not to the level we had seen him midseason. I would say. Well, other people were shining to the point where we didn't really feel the need to bring him. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And I mean, he did have some dirty giveaways uh, in a couple. I think a couple games ago. Um, yeah. So so it. I don't. Again, I don't think he was struggling or anything. I, I think you're right. I think it just. He got outshone by like the Kevin Allemans out there, yeah, um, yeah. but he, I think he's back in form. Uh, his goal was excellent. Um, it was excellent. What, yeah. what a run and what a finish! <laughs> yeah, that was, that was perfect. So, uh, so yeah, so it was good uh, against Calvary. I mean, obviously he had one shot and he got he scored a goal with it. Uh, so yeah. He also had seven recoveries in that game. Um, so you know what? Um, I just defending from the front, man. I mean, it's just him and Allemans. They're both they're both when when you just look at their staff, they're they are extremely similar players yeah and having them both in like you know a sort of dual eight sort of uh, 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 type of uh, position one on the left and one on the right is just very very key well and I, again I think that 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 is part of why I, I have him on this list and part of why he's so mm-hmm. critical to our team because I do think that Ollie Bassett is the linchpin of our central midfield um you know yeah you've got kind of the the, the foundation in Sissoko and you've got Alleman who's been playing excellently but Ollie to me is He's such a brilliant player in that his game sense is so good. Like mm-hmm. he gets the ball and he's able to analyze where people are on the field and make the right pass to the right player. And it's always like exactly the the, the speed the ball needs to be going. Um, so so again, sometimes he'll have games that he's a, a little quote unquote off. But I do think mm-hmm. that he is is really the the, the the linchpin in the middle of the field for us and as long as he keeps playing the way he's been playing i'm perfectly happy having him there and kind of keeping us us flowing and keeping the ball moving around the field um and and you're right a high a high it's almost like a high defense that also has yeah. offensive capability which is oh so good to watch <laughs> so yeah. good to watch well, i mean it's, it's good especially when we want to be on the break like when you can win the ball higher up the field mm-hmm. and your break doesn't have to freaking travel the whole length of the pitch right and yeah um, I mean, you know, Ollie made Team of the Week this this week for a reason. Yep, exactly. So, so Ollie shouts is up there. Shouts out. Yep. Um, yep. Do you got anyone else on your list, Johnny? Yeah, I'm gonna throw Blue Table on you for coming in at <laughs> halftime versus Calvary and basically putting a man of the match performance in like, in 45 minutes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely on my honorable mentions. Man, I love watching him break ankles. Can, <laughs> can you imagine if that shot went in, the one that went off the crossbar? Oh yeah, yeah. It would have been a screamer. Yeah, but uh, Jesus but no, I, Christ. I, I love watching Baloub like break ankles in like in the 18. Like the man. There'll be like three yeah, defenders on him, and somehow he moves around them. So like one dude's on his ass. He like puts the ball through the legs of the next dude. Like you know, like that. What is happening? Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, he's just out there burning defenders like it's a middle school rec team, and it's awesome, awesome to watch. I love Bullu, man. He's so entertaining. We say it every he's such time. an entertaining player to watch. Time. Whenever he takes someone on, we're we're basically 100 percent sure he's going to make it through them because yeah. he just always does. Yeah, and know. for a team like us that likes to play on the counter, when you don't want to be losing the ball when you're when you're taking people on, moving it quickly up the pitch, mm-hmm. he's extremely key to that style of play. Yes, because 100%. if he wasn't taking defenders on and then winning those duels, 
then all of our attacks would just be snuffed out because they would end at him. Yeah. But because he is that linchpin that can really, really just run through a defender with his fancy feet and then keep the play going with the beauty pass is is really why our whole system works and why we scored two goals <laughs> in the last 10 minutes against Calvary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on the blue train with you. Uh, I mean, I wish yeah. he would uh, put the ball into the net more often, but, you know, that's... We're we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Um, you know what? Uh, obviously, we have to give Brian Wright his flowers because yep, yeah, we've been giving him the opposite of flowers for a long time. But I mean, seeing him put like a couple really really good performances in a row, it's like you don't want to be like, oh, I always knew he could do it because you sound like a, you know you didn't want to be magnanimous like that. But it's like, yeah, I mean. Even though we put, when he puts up some stinkers, it's like, you know, every, there was always moments where it's like, okay, like this guy obviously has something in his locker. We're maybe just not unlocking it. And yeah. You know, a lot of people will say that about certain players. It's like, oh, like they're not in a good system. They're not, their strengths aren't being shown. But I mean, that, like Calvary, that finish, how many other players in every team in the league might have one or two players that could do a finish like that yep. if they have them? Yeah. It's and just, it was, it was it's a perfect proper, storm. proper yeah. striker stuff. Yeah, it was, and it was a perfect storm, too, because you had that, like, little pop-up by Baloo that was absolutely 100% a perfectly weighted pass. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Brian yeah. just, like, cheeky little boop, and then, you know, yeah. Cardigi's like, oh. little lift. <laughs> yeah, just a little lift. lift. Yeah, so Brian. No, it's elegance. Know, Brian, it's elegance in motion. We, uh, we, we, again, I know Johnny mentioned it. We, we, you know, we were riding him a little bit midseason just because uh, the performances weren't where we thought it should be. But you know what? You, you turned it around, and I love I love seeing that because again, we're not doing it. We're not saying these things to be mean. We're like, statistically, <laughs> statistically, yeah. when we look at the way the game was played, you know, sometimes the, the performance just wasn't there. And honestly, Brian has turned it around, and I'm really happy to see him back on our back on our standout players list. Absolutely. And the, the thing is, is like it's it's funny because when you look at a lot of um, Atleti strikers that you know aren't Sergio Aguero or Fernando Torres. They kind of work in this way where they might be invisible for a few matches, but then they pop up with a goal out of nowhere. It's yep. almost like how it kind of works in the system. Yeah, and I mean, so. his goal against Cavs was like, to me, that was a key goal. Because, yeah, yeah, we were up one nothing, but, you know, you love to get that, like, a little bit of insurance. And to, and the way he got it was uh, so good. No, perfect yeah. finish. Yeah. So, yeah. Brian Wright. Way to go, Brian. Um, yeah, so uh, disappointments. Um, that's a tough one, honestly. Uh, if, if we're looking at the Cavs game, I really don't think there was anyone that was particularly disappointing in the Cavs game. No, I mean, I mean, like Owen was a little invisible, but I mean, it was his first start. So what are you really going to say? Yeah, it's not just not disappointing at all. It's just, you know, it was one of the weaker uh, players on the team, but it's not disappointing for me. No, no, me neither. So, you know, it's. That's what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think he'll develop into something more than that. Um, it was it was nice to see him out there because I do think that Owen has a lot to offer as far as mm. as far as his production. Um, yeah. and, and again, I don't think he had a particularly bad game. I think that as we get closer to the playoffs, he's going to really find a groove. I think out there on the pitch, um, and I'm really hoping that that you know translates obviously into more under 21 minutes. Uh, maybe he bangs in a few few goals before the end of the season, um, and then we roll right into the playoffs with a with a you know a, a really lethal attacking midfield. In in his groove, yeah, and I mean especially when we were talking about certain um, systems not uh, uh, unlocking certain players. I mean you know 
a young, uh, full of flair attacking midfielder isn't exactly going to shine in a game where you only have 24% of the ball. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you actually have to have the ball to make it. <laughs> so not, not going to blame the young lad for that one. That's for no, darn sure. That is, that is true. Um, yeah, so, I mean, as far as the Cavs game go, no disappointments. Um, and I'm, honestly, even in the Forge game, I think that the, no. the team – ultimately played well together i'm not going to really single anyone out as particularly bad um or particularly i guess bad disappointing um no, but yeah i think i think both games were solid um obviously yeah. the, the the Cavs game was was a better game for us but i am perfectly happy with the the one point uh with forge at home yeah exactly I mean, obviously it would have been nice to uh nick a goal on one of our two on target but you know it's the way she goes and i uh, i don't think we really had a weak link Nope. That uh, caused us to be worse than we could have been. Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that uh, the linesman wasn't fully, fully awake. I don't think <laughs> that shot. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of not making a goal with two on target, areas for improvement. It's oh the same my god! Time, right? Fucking finishing. Like man, name a better duo than Belly Tabla and completely missing his first shot in the first half every game. <laughs> He like finds a way to get in behind the defense and then just rifles it into the crowd. <laughs> just like, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> so it's funny because it's like it's kind of I don't want to say it's becoming like a meme, but like every time we watch games, it's always like, oh, there's the there's the blue tablet miss. You know, never fails yeah. one one per yeah. game minimum. So uh, so yeah, so that's if it. that's what it takes for him to get into the game. Then, you know what? You know, it's, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with uh, sending a warning shot early on just to let him know you're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's to me, it's it's just it's just annoying and. You know, we're, we're kind of letting a lot of these chances slip through our fingers. Like, our goal, goal yeah. differential isn't that high. Uh, and then we're at the top of the table now, which is sweet. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if we keep letting chances like this get by, like, it's going to be a tough stretch towards the playoffs and in the playoffs because, yeah. you know, once you get into that zone where it's the top four teams and they're really giving 110% because, um, you know, all of them want to win the microwave plate, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be those chances that are missed that are going to cost you the game that – might have put you into the semifinal or the finals, right? So, yep. so we need to we need to get on board with finishing. Get on board. Well, as much as as much as we could be like, oh, even though there's four teams that have scored more goals than us, it's okay because only one team has con- uh, conceded fewer than us. Like, yeah, it's fine to say, and and you know, even though we don't score a lot, we still have a good GD. But at the same time, you know, if you play defensive football you could have a freaky lapse of a game where you ship six or four goals mm. and then that undoes everything. What, what is, what are you, Johnny, what are you talking about? That would time. never, that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then it undoes everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, it's, and then it takes you, takes you weeks to get, uh, to get back over that hump again. So, yep. I mean, it's, 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 it sounds pretty reductionist to be like, we need to start scoring goals. Cause yeah, so does everyone except Forge, but like it's, <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, finishing stays there for me. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta be, that's gotta be. Because it's, it's funny how we mentioned that after those three that we scored uh, uh, in Calgary were were all three <laughs> masterful finishes. Yeah, come on now, like yeah. there's really then they no, turned the taps uh, off in TD. So. <laughs> finishing consistently, I guess, was would be if we're gonna, if we're gonna clarify that finishing consistently. Consistently, I guess, because between the the Cavs game and the Halifax game, we scored six goals in two games, and it's just mm. I don't know if we've ever done mm. that. That was weird. And and but, they're all uh, they were that's... all open play. I'm pretty sure. 
And they were all open play. Yes, they were. They were all open play. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah, because yeah, who, needs, so good, who needs PKs, Halifax? Who needs them? <laughs> when you can just score the normal way. <laughs> the yeah. normal way, yeah, you know? so, By yeah, kicking so. it into the back of the net during, during the game. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, what's, your, what's your moment of the match, Johnny? Or matches, I guess. Well, I mean, it's... Uh, I think like just scoring twice late against Cavs is yeah. just hilarious. It's, I think that was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's real, real. <laughs> Something we didn't expect. I expected that one goal. Obviously, we saw the one goal, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck!" I'm like we're gonna defend. <laughs> we're gonna like hold crazy. on, and we did. Yeah, we're gonna hold on. We'll probably concede and then get the draw. That's what I'm thinking in the back of my head, right? Yeah, and, but and we're all, you're no. also like you're also like, oh, I would totally take that though. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, whatever. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, just <laughs> coming back with two amazing goals later on yeah. in the game. And I was like, man, if I was at that game and I was a Castle, I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is this bullshit? Yeah, watching Brian's, like, cheeky chip over sad boy Carducci. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I got to, honestly, I got to give a, a, you know, a, uh, a tip of the tip of the cap to to Carl Howarth uh, because if you watch that goal, I mean, obviously we all watched it, but uh, mm-hmm. he, he was so unselfish when he passed that ball to Ollie Bassett, yeah. and yeah, I was like, sure. that's to me, that's sheer teamwork, and that's that is the essence of what Car- of what Carlos is building, and I love yeah. seeing it. I love seeing it because you see the videos in the locker room, and you see the guys are like gelling and becoming friends, and it's awesome to see that extend onto the pitch. And that's that's exactly what that was because Carl easily could have probably taken a shot. Maybe he would have scored. Maybe he wouldn't have. But the the the, the right play as far as yeah. percentage of you know the likelihood of scoring was to pass Ollie Bassett, mm. and he did, and Ollie buried it because it's Ollie Bassett. So. And most like most players would have just taken that shot on, you know, you're on mm-hmm. good foot and the angle's a little tight, but you might test it anyways and you probably get it saved because Carducci, even though he had an off day, he's still a good keeper. So but no, squaring that ball into Ollie even though he had a man on yeah. was was the right move to make. Yep. And the finish right up in the roof was yep. just ugh. Yep, yep. It's classic no Ollie. It was amazing. <laughs> There's a reason his Ollie. name is on the grass at T D place. Hollywood, baby. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. Yeah. It is the mailbag. This is the segment of the podcast where we take hot takes and comments and jokes and stupid memes and whatever you want to send to us. We put it all in our big bag uh, and we answer them on the live on the air right now. Um, mm. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a great part of being part of capital city supporters because you get a section of podcast for free just for you. Um, and also I'm going to throw out, uh, you know, a little, little side note. Uh, I honestly, one soccer, I'm not super impressed with you right now because they started their own mailbag segment and didn't <laughs> credit Johnny or I, or provide us any royalties. So <laughs> if one soccer, if you're listening, um, you know, yeah. you're probably going to hear from our legal team. <laughs> You will, you will. Who, you know, knowing as a man that wears many hats, is probably just Dan Duffy. He's probably also a lawyer. We just don't know that about him. Yeah. Very, very likely. Very likely. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, again, for everyone listening out there, this is the true mailbag, and not this, yeah. you know, shitty knockoff wish brand one soccer mailbag. Yeah, exactly. Do they yeah. even have a sick theme song like we do? I didn't, I don't think so. 
I don't think so either. Exactly. Probably not. Exactly. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> and <laughs> I also didn't because I was like, they just stole this idea from us, and that makes me sad. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why so would I do that? So uh, yeah. Why would I? Why would I? Why would I? Why would I go to open mic when I can listen to the Rolling Stones at home? <laughs> Oh God! Uh, I love it. I love it. I love the mailbag. Let's, you know, let's let's open it up and see what we got inside. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll start with one to you. Um, how okay. are we feeling about the new commish? I don't know. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, oh man, I don't know how to answer this one. I don't, uh, I don't do the nerdy uh, head office shit when it comes to this game. I don't know anything. Do you? Do you? Yeah, I mean, I I know a little bit because obviously you know yeah. I, I googled this dude and read a little bit about. Okay. His, I mean, his I know cast. you can't really get worse than uh, Mr. Tim Horton's Union Busting yeah. Dave Clanikin, so I assume that we're probably in a better path with uh, with this fella. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Noonan, I believe yes. is his name. Yeah, Mark Noonan. So, Mark Noonan. so yeah. So I mean, I think he, I think he's good. He's he's someone to me who under who seems to understand the league. Um, he's worked, I guess, in in several different divisions of soccer as far as like level yeah. goes, um, and he seems really committed at, at at this point. I mean, I guess it's you know, yeah, it's his first little bit. Um, it was it was interesting to hear him talk about like things like PFA, like the Players Association, which mm. is has has a drive on right now, and he wasn't yeah. particularly against it per se, which was nice to hear. Um, and, you know, he talked a little bit about growing the league and some of the expansion teams. Um, and I even read an article yesterday where he was talking about how we need to keep rehabilitating Edmonton so that they don't fold out of the league, which obviously I think is a very important kind of facet of the league for everyone, not just for Edmonton, because obviously Edmonton fans want to keep a team, but I think it's really important in a league as young as ours that we prevent teams from folding out because, yeah. you know, that obviously isn't a good sign. We want to expand and not contract. Um, yep. So I, I, I personally, I like him coming in. Um, I like the fact that he seems to be engaged with us. The fact that he came to visit during the, the Forge TD game at TD That's cool shit. Like um, making the making the debut, like coming to the game and yeah. uh, d doing like the pre-march, like little meet and greet. I knew yeah, that, uh, yeah. When that was there for the march, got to meet him and talk with them. That's what I mean. I so, thought that was pretty fucking classy. Exactly. Yeah. So, so to me, that that all signs point to the fact that you know he's probably, hopefully, going to be a, a positive force in the league, um, and really kind of keep us moving in a positive direction. Well, I mean, this is this this uh, uh, he was selected by a a, count, a a committee that had one member representative from each club, if I'm not mistaken, and you know a months long <laughs> it was, process. It was selected by the Council of Jedi, by the, <laughs> the Council League. of CPL Jedi. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, like Fernando was on that committee yeah. that was interviewing and selecting uh, who the new commission was going to be, and I mean. The fact that everyone obviously you vetted for him and had a months long search of various people. The fact that it's someone who is a soccer person is huge for us. Someone who is a soccer person in the States and then I believe a soccer person in Ghana mm -hmm. uh, and then coming back here and yeah, no, having someone that's not just a friggin' uh, shitty fast food CEO but uh, an actual <laughs> an actual soccer person at the helm of our league is uh, you know something that we should all be pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah, I think his quote was, I'm totally all in, and uh, if that's the case, I am for it. You love to see it. Yep. You love to see it. <clears throat> all right, well, welcome to the here. league. Welcome to the league, Mr. Noonan. Hopefully <laughs> I, we won't talk shit about like, like we just did about David Klanikin. <laughs> <laughs> it's May 13th, 2022. It's not, but pretend that it is. <laughs> yeah, Ottawa has no wins, no draws, and no goals scored against Forge. You get some message from the future telling you that Ottawa will go 1-2-1 one, one against Forge. 
in the following season. But the home results will be zero goals scored and four goals against. How do you feel? Um, uh, I guess my first thought would be like, what was in that weed that I just smoked? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, uh, I, I mean, I think this is, it's funny cause uh, I think Eddie's been, been commenting on tweets that were back from like April or May, uh, of right. other, of other supporters groups talking about how like, Oh, look, it's the one time that ATO is at top of the table and they, no, no games played. And it's, like just, a, like, <laughs> the, it's like the Arsenal joke every year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, no. Yeah, I mean, t- to me, I would be confu- obviously very confused um, yeah. because, you know, back then we were going in with a new coach, new players. Things were kind of really up and down for a while. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know because I think that Carlos has built a trust in, in him and in his strategy and how he you know does the formations and who he puts where now but i think at the time everybody was kind of it was a huge question mark i think um and especially when you're going talking about a team like forge that you know traditionally has a very strong record against ottawa um so yeah i mean i would i would be excited if this person from the future was was telling the truth but i would be highly skeptical (laughs) i think back in I would be highly skeptical as well. (laughs) I'd be highly skeptical. If I I found out that in two home games against us, uh, they only scored four in two. Like, we're used to getting four pumped against us every game in the past against (laughs) them. And the fact that we drew them twice and then beat them once as well, like, I would be like, you're lying. Yeah. And you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, basically. So I wouldn't really give a shit about the home uh, scoring stats, to be quite honest with you. I think going 1-2-1 against Forge for the whole season is fucking fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> con- considering our past. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. So, yeah, that's how I would feel. Um, take it for what it, what it is. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, why do you guys think Antoniak hasn't seen the pitch more? In the first half against Cavalry, he had an impact even if it wasn't the strongest, and his other appearances, have, as short as they may have been, have he's been able to make a larger impact. What do you think is holding uh, Cargo to not have him in the lineup more often? I think, um, I mean, one thing that uh, they were saying when he was asked about the under-21 minutes is they were saying, it's like, listen, like, I don't want to just play them because they're under-21. Like, they all want them to earn their first-team experience. Yeah. And um, I think that's what's happening with Owen as well. I mean, obviously, he's a great young player. He's very small. He gets pushed around a lot. And maybe he just has to grow into that first team. And yeah, we don't have a lot of time left. But I mean, uh, I think it would be really, really disrespectful to people like Baloo Tabla and mm. people like Brian Wright and people like Ollie Bassett or Kevin Alleman to be sitting them for him just yeah. because we need to get under 21 minutes. I think that'd be a very bad look and I think that would be bad man management. So I think he's picking his moments when he can play a player like Owen Moore. Because he plays in a position that we're kind of stacked at. Yep. So, you know, maybe he's waiting for the Edmonton at home to to, to, to start him and, like, Bahus at the same time or something. I don't know. But, yep. I mean, he's he's far more pragmatic and wants people to earn their spot. And, yeah, obviously it's made us so that we're down to the wire with this thing near the end. But, I mean, if he says we're going to make it, then we're going to make it. So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you on that. Um, yeah, and as much as I want to see Antonik more, I also, again, have full full trust in Carlos and what he's doing. And obviously he's been, what he's been doing has been, has been right up to this point. So I am going to place our future in his hands. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So we've got a home game on Friday and then more than a month away before the last one. 
What has to happen on Friday to make you comfortable about that month in between? Uh, I mean, obviously a win. I think we have to put up three points. Um, Because you're right, a month is like a huge gap. Um, And, you know, people have skill fade. People get a little bit, you know, their match fitness might not be the same. Um, So I do think that we need to put up a win. I would love to see a multi-goal win. I think that we got to pad our goal differential, especially where other other teams will be playing in that gap. And, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. the points are going to narrow narrow considerably. Um, So I would love to see like a 4 nothing win on Friday. If you guys could do that, that'd be great. Well, no, it, and, I mean, we say that every time we play Edmonton, and, you know, we lost to them one time we this did. season. We and, did. You know, everyone likes to beat up on them. They just beat Halifax. Like, you know, they've got some good friggin' players, and they're really coming into their own now in a way that they weren't earlier. But, yeah, um, yeah no, something emphatic would be nice, especially because we've never beaten them by more than a goal, you know? Like, we had the 4-3 thriller last season. Normally, it's one nothing, 2-1. Yep. There's been some draws. So, yeah, no, an emphatic home win is a send-off for before the next four games where they oh, go on the road would ex- be. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, it's 80s night and it's two Ugh, days before. I can't it's, uh, wait. It's, it's Patty's bachelor party night. Yeah, and that's true. On the that's Sunday true. And that's it's true. Just, it's good. it's, just, it's just a weekend. Guy. We need it. All right. So as a favor <laughs> to me, please win against Edmonton and make it a good one. <laughs> and I'm going to be there too. So uh, yeah, like, exactly. Go. Exactly. I'm bringing friends there. Love it. Like, we Love need it. A good, we need a good show. And yeah. every time I bring friends, we we get a good show. I was the the three one against Calvary. I brought friends to that. The late uh, the late two one against Pacific. I brought friends to that. So it's always it's always a banger. So just don't screw with the formula. Okay? <laughs> please 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 don't let us down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, all right. Uh, do you think that Forge fans actually turned up, as in brought the heat, not as in arrived at the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> Their group was pretty small. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I have to say, I didn't necessarily. I saw them a lot on the on the camera on the TV because they showed them a lot. Um, but I didn't really hear them a lot. I don't know if that's the microphone thing. We always, I, 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 I always take it with a grain of salt when people are talking about the broadcast. Like, oh, I hardly heard you on the broadcast. It's like, yeah, because it's not a f- just a single uh, field mic that pointed everywhere it's it's production mm-hmm. and they do things on purpose i mean you so, say that you say uh, that I'm not, I'm but not, like look look how loud it was at the york game on the broadcast right and that was an away that was an away field yeah but i mean that might as well have been in a library so it's, <laughs> it's you know we had a we had an advantage there that's true so, that's uh, a good point that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, you know, they probably—I mean, they probably did. I don't think they did as well as we did when we went to York, but yeah. I mean, but how could they definitely you? showed up? <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They definitely showed up, and that's more than uh, you can say for a lot of other teams. So exactly. So you know there. what, Forge, great job. Um, yeah, it wasn't. You know, eventually you guys will get there. So you are—we are the master. You are the Padawan. <laughs> 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 if any of them hear that, it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Whatever, we don't care. We yeah. don't care. You don't even care. <laughs> so, this is a good one. This is a multi one because right. a couple of the same basic question. Um, the team has been putting on various themes for the home games, and obviously the beach party was a big success that has brought us to legendary Wally, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. What theme would you like to see at a game next year? So now this uh, CCSG member said my vote, as might be expected, is Hitchhiker's Guide ah, related. What a great book. Everyone, everyone bring their towel halftime featuring Vogon poetry. Oh boy, recital. that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar with this. But oh, you got you to you you read the books. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, yeah, no, Hitchhiker's Guide would be dope. Um, 
I would love to see like a like a like a like a Roman like toga theme where it's like everyone in the stands is like in like togas and it's like like yeah. a Roman esque theme. I don't know what they would do at halftime. Some kind of like I don't know gladiator fight or chariot race or something like a sweet gladiator like that. Gladiator fight. Yeah. So sick. Be sick. Exactly. So I would love to. I would love to see that. I think that'd be that would be dope. If I had to pick a yeah. theme. What about you? What's your uh, What's your theme? I would like to do a reverse bullfight theme, oh. where at halftime. Someone out in a bull costume just like beats the shit out of somebody in a matador costume. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. 100% I would watch that. <laughs> you know, and we can, and then they can cater like paella. Oh, paella's um, so good. And we can have like uh, some red wine as well. <laughs> it would just, that would be fantastic. That, would, that, does, that sounds lovely. And it also goes with, you know, the fact that we're owned by a Spanish club. Very apropos, one might say. It would be wonderful. <laughs> the other part of the question is funny. It's also Guns N' Roses only had one album in the 80s, so that was uh, 1989's Appetite for Destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, Great album. But though. one of my kids wants to dress as Axl Rose for the 80s night game on Friday. Should I allow that? Ooh. The other kid wants to go as Maradona, which is A+. plus. Yeah, Maradona, great costume. <laughs> Love it. You should definitely Maradona do that. as a little kid would be really funny. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Maradona is a very small person. So. Yeah, it would be super funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, going as Axl Rose for 80s, I mean, it depends on whether or not you would allow it on a technicality. Because you're right. Technically, they put out after Restriction in 89. It was a great album. However, was it 89 or was it 87 uh, or 88? 87? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Guns N' Roses, so I'm only guessing. Guns N' Roses. All right, hold on. We're, let's, let's bring this up. <laughs> we're, we're bringing my guess in, is 80. We're bringing in the Wikipedia 88's here. 88's my guess. Uh, Appetite for now. Destruction was 87. Yeah. yeah. Oof, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they did a second album. Know. G in Our Lives was released in 88. It was live recordings. So well, there you go. Uh, I guess technically so they had two. Take that, whoever and, you know, the li- <laughs> <laughs> and then the live would have the classic uh, red bandana and the leather jacket. With, yeah, uh, with yeah the, so, uh, I mean, I'm going to say uh, I, would, I would allow it, it because yeah. it's it's thematic. Um, however, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on how strict you are as a parent and how yeah. much you want your kid to understand decades. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not very much, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you love it, love it. Uh, all right, with still ways to go, what do you think the ideal final four for the playoffs is to ensure that we win the microwave plate? Um, <laughs> I don't. You know, you know how cautious I am with all this shit. Yeah. And really, um, I know it's really sort of cringy to say, but I mean, I think just making the playoffs is good enough for me. Yeah. And I know obviously everyone wants to be ambitious, and being sitting top of the table right now with only six games left to go, everyone's like, holy fuck, like we could do it like we're there we could do it and i'm like yeah we totally could but uh you know and and maybe they're right because this isn't you know a gradual build thing players come and go every year so maybe it's more it's a salary cap leap so maybe you got your chance to strike while the iron's hot right now and i mean or you could be like or you could be like york and you know they just signed their like 57th player of the season (laughs) (laughs) more rotation than a merry-go-round in that team Uh, obviously (laughs) for me um Actually, you know what? This is really cool. Now that I'm looking at it, I actually do have a good answer for this. I think the way the top four is sitting right now would be ideal for us. So if we're first, if Pacific is fourth, Cavalry second, Forge is third. 
because we would hope that we would win against Pacific at home and we would hope that Calvary would beat Forge at home so then we get to play Calvary at home for the final. Oh, that would be beautiful. I think, I think Cavs at home for the final would be the best scenario for us to win the microwave plate. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the one team I, I don't, I'm going to say I would like to not see in the playoffs is Valor. I think Valor is the spoiler team. They have been all season. Yeah. Uh, and that they're, they're the, to me, they're the dark horse as far as like going into the, going into playoffs. Um, and we have kind of a hit and miss record against them too. So yeah. Yeah. It's so that friggin' good. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm with Johnny. I think that the way it is right now would be great. Um, and with Valor, not in the playoffs would be awesome. Yeah. Well, the way that I said it as well, we wouldn't have to play Forge in the playoffs and I don't want to play forwards in the playoffs either because they've been to every single final so far and they've won two of them so yeah you know yeah they're a very good team that knows how to show up to big games that is true <laughs> so yeah um so i'm sure you're going to talk about it in the game review but damn that missed goal call eddie's credit card decline meme was perfect <laughs> <laughs> uh, in case you guys haven't seen it basically eddie like posted this thing saying like uh essentially forge's credit card that got declined and therefore like the canadian premier league like disallowed the goal for that reason which is hilarious because they're probably way over the salary cap and i think it's, <laughs> it's it's so funny uh so hats off to eddie that was a great great meme usage uh yeah i uh again Goals get missed. We don't have VAR. Looking back, everyone can see that it was a goal for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it uh, that's sometimes how the cookie crumbles. And you know what? We we got away with one this time. Uh, it doesn't happen always like that. So it, it doesn't happen like that. I mean, it was a thunderfuck of a strike that went off the bottom, went off bar down, and then went in and bounced out. And I mean, even if the linesman was in the proper position to see it. They might still not have gotten it. And people are like, well, why wasn't he in a position to see it? Because Kyle Becker shot it from 35 fucking yards out. He didn't think that was going to happen. Nobody thought that was going to happen. Well, even, even so watching no, it. No one was ready well, to make that call. That's just it. And like watching it at full speed live like on the broadcast, I was like, yeah. no, that wasn't a goal. Because it, yeah. <laughs> it looked like it just bounced off the crossbar, off the line and out. And then you, you watch it on slow it? motion. You're like, oh, yeah. no. Wow. No, yeah. No, you didn't see it because why would you see it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You need technology to catch things like that. That's why Frank Lampard's goal uh, years ago was in the World Cup or the Euro. But anyways, for England, yeah. uh, was it was against Germany because because uh, yeah because uh, Neuer grabbed it and fucking threw the ball like sixty yards after that. But uh, yeah, no, his bounced in and then went out. They didn't have goal line technology and. Sorry, yeah. sometimes that's what happens. And Thomas is probably <laughs> still Thomas is probably still crying about it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Just another uh, England failure, an England men failure. Anyway, yeah, I was going to say the, the lionesses are out there crushing it. So they do the damn thing. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, all right, uh, what? Uh, when do you guys think we need to sign developmental contracts in order to ensure we can play them to meet minutes? With Gua still MIA and not having hit our minutes targets in the last couple of games, we're quickly, quickly approaching crunch time. Time to cram for the exam. Edmonton uh, this yeah. week, finally three U21s in the field at once. Do we have that many healthy? What's your What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I think Edmonton would like, like we said earlier. I think Edmonton would be a good game to to start as many under twenty ones as we can. I don't think we're gonna cons- considering we got a a, a a Whitecaps Academy player on loan and we're not giving him that many minutes. I don't think signing a development contract is gonna be solve our problem because Cargo's just not gonna play them because yeah. they're not gonna be ready to play. So <laughs> I think point. we made our moves. I think we made our moves, and I think we're gonna reach the limit with the moves that we made. 
<laughs> yeah, I. Uh, That's the plan, I agree, and I, I think we can. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you know, unless Bahus gets injured, then uh, we should be good to go. Mister, like nine, be injured. Yeah, Bahus, Mister, like nine hundred of our under twenty one minutes. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's like you know, obviously Bahus and Owen is what we're banking on to yeah. to get that. I think we need like a hundred something minutes a game or something to hit it. Um, and yeah, if Bahus, if one of them gets injured, then we'll probably sign a dev player because we're going to need one to hit it. But until that happens, I don't think we will. Yeah, I could see them maybe signing one as like a like a like a like a bench player maybe, and like having them come in with ten minutes left occasionally. But yeah, yeah you're right. I I, I don't see us yeah. using that to solve our under twenty one minutes. No, the, the fact yeah, the fact that we did it a bunch last season and didn't haven't done it at all this season kind of says you a lot about the different approaches between uh, between yeah. managers. Yep. Speaking of bringing new players in, Camus was on the pitch for a short while he was. in two games. Should he be seeing more minutes to uh, ingrain him into the system before the playoffs, or will he be a solid sub option? Um, I am personally a fan of a gradual introduction into a system. So Camus is coming out of at Letty B, uh, completely different system than ours as far as the, the structure of the team, the players on the team, all that stuff. So I think that Carlos is smart for bringing him in gradually and getting letting him get his feet wet, so to speak, on the field, get a feel for the players, spend a ton of time training with them. I think he remains a solid sub option. I don't think he's going to be this season. I don't think he's going to be, you know, a, a, a stud out there on the field every game. However, he has the skill and the wherewithal. He's obviously he's like the captain of the LADB team. Like he obviously has the skill and experience to play. Um, I just think that you'll probably see a lot more of him next season. Do we have him next season? Um, I we I, only have him for the rest of this. I mean, we we have yeah. We, so we do have him for the rest of the season. Um, I think again. I guess I'll I'll, I'll caveat that by saying if he stays on loan, you'll <laughs> see him a lot next next season. Next season, yeah. season for sure. I mean, it could be a, it could be a Perez situation where we had him on a short term loan. Yeah, and then we and signed him. Signing yep. him at the end of it. So yep. so and I'd be cool with that to be honest. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Based on and I mean he's he's yeah he's only played a few minutes, but I, I've been relatively happy with his play. So stick around, Sergio. Always- we like you. He's obviously got the pedigree. He does. Exactly. You're never going to say no to someone like that. Exactly. Yep. All right. So we've got one. We've oh got boy. one more. And it's let's the, uh, let's, it's, let's talk you know, about the, this one, Johnny. The big elephant in the room. Uh, I want a nice. I'll, I'll ask it anyways. Can you guys please address the fact that Gareth Wheeler can't seem to stop hating on ATO? It's frankly annoying as fuck, and I'm tempted to turn off the broadcast every time he yells his dumb opinions into the camera. And also, someone else said Wheeler's commentary was awful. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Gareth Wheeler. Like, so. I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a commentator bring up uh, a, a previous injustice against one specific team uh, in a previous game again a month later yeah yeah you know, i mean how, how are you going to show your bias that fucking clearly well yeah i mean it's very clear <laughs> that he obviously is a big forge fanboy and whatever for whatever for whatever reason you know what fine great um however your job at one soccer as a as a commentator and pundit is to look at holistically the league the teams that are playing in the league how the teams are playing and for him to just kind of go shoot like go off the handle about he's like oh Atletico is a boring team it's boring to watch and blah 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 and I'm like first of all why are you yelling at the camera (laughs) and it's funny because I always whenever he whenever he's yelling at the camera I always look at the like the smaller 
kind of like frames of Ollie and Andy, like the other commentators, and they're always like have this look of like, oh, here we fucking go. Like, <laughs> and I love seeing it because well, I'm just like, it's, it's clear that they have disdain for him, and I, I, I just it. It frustrates me because I'm like, man, we're trying again. We're trying to grow this league. One soccer has the broadcast rights, and that's whatever. But like, don't bring someone in who acts like that. Like to me, it's unprofessional. Um, and it's one thing for you and I to riff off on a podcast that's like the ATO mm. Atletico podcast. We're like, the other teams suck, and you know, this guy's yeah. a piece of shit, and like, blah blah. blah. Yeah, but I'm like, you're a professional. And you're supposed yeah. to be like providing analysis, and instead you're just like, I think their play is boring, and they're parking the bus. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're like throwing tantrums, and basically what's doing what uh, myself and Thomas would call TikTok journalism. Yes, like, you're not being a proper pundit. Like you're yelling for the co- for the the engagement. Yep. You know what I mean? To, to be shocking and to be provocative. Well, so if you're you going to do that. And, well, you know what? Good luck. Like, like, yeah. uh, like, well done. You got your fucking clicks. Clicks. And everyone thinks you're an idiot. Like, yeah. Well, is I that guess, what you I, wanted? Because that, that's just, that's my point, I guess, is if you want to be that kind of foil character of like, you know, you're mm-hmm. like the loud whatever, at least have some semblance of, of facts to back that up. And all mm-hmm. he has is these like hot ass stupid fucking takes that have zero basis in reality and then he just like yells over the other commentators while they're trying to like provide background and i i it, it drives me nuts it like i i it's it's grating on my eardrums to listen to that man he's talk like, he's like a child and, yeah. the, and the thing is is that even and then when ollie will he come dr- back and be like well like you know child. york went york york <laughs> went like nine games without scoring are they also and then and then he just started stuttering because he didn't know how to respond to it because he's like wait new information that's not just a to yo hating and and, yeah. and forge groveling. What am I supposed to do with this? It's it's embarrassing. And I wonder if he knows that the other two on that show are laughing at him and not with him. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly I don't. I, th- I think his ego is far too big for him to realize that that's sure. the case. Because there definitely has been <laughs> there has been uh, episodes of you know the halftime show or whatever live at the half. And <laughs> it's funny to like watch Ollie like Oliver Flat like almost laugh in his face and Gareth Gareth Wheeler is just totally oblivious to the fact. So, um, yeah, so Gareth Wheeler, I mean, honestly, I, 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 God, I hope if one soccer had any sense in them, which I, you know, at this point, I don't know whether they do, but maybe they do. Um, I would love to see him be, be pink slipped and let go after the season. Cause I don't think he brings anything particularly intelligent to the, to the, to the commentator, the commentator box. I don't think he brings any, takes that aren't wildly wildly inaccurate um and and they're all just his personal opinions and like that's great if you're again running a podcast like you and i where we're literally this is all just our personal opinions but you know you're you're a commentator on one soccer like be better uh be better and he's and he's also ruined just about every single goal call in canada's golden era Yes. Like, I can't stand watching those old clips of, you know, our great goals and then having to hear his bullshit over it. Yes. <laughs> He's ruined all of that. But, but again, I think that that speaks to the fact that how, how like self-absorbed he is, where it's like, it's not about Canada scoring a goal. It's about everyone yeah. listening to Gareth Wheeler's voice. Yeah, so, exactly. I, I guess, and none of us want to. Yeah, anymore. so I guess at the end of the day, all I got to say is, Gareth Wheeler, shut up. Fuck. It feels good to say, and I'm sure the ATO fans echo literally what I just said. So, God, that guy. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sure they will. Speaking of the ATO fans, one away game, great watch party, one home game, dubbed it amazing. Mm. What did you? I, I saw that the 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 Cavs watch party had a 
shit ton of people. It sure did. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to see. I mean, GCP threw it up again. Uh, Capital City was there in force. Uh, it's awesome to see that happen. Kind of get the get the clips during the event uh, on the yeah. on the chat group. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, for the game against Forge, I mean, the dub was back in full force. Uh, Wally was there. The inflatable rainbow was there. Bubble guns mm-hmm. were there. Uh, you know, it's it's just a it's it's funny because it's like a good place to be. Um, I think it was, it was someone on Discord. Uh, I think they were one of the older Fury fans. They were talking about like the the shift in I guess atmosphere that's occurred between the kind of Fury Ultras diehard fan days and and the dub now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's cool because it's it's the the supporter section. Section W has, has shifted from something that was like for diehard fans, like, oh, let's go and like cheer and bang drums or whatever, to like what it is now where it's just a welcoming place. You can be young, old, uh, a huge fan, a casual fan, um, and mm-hmm. it, you're just you're, you're just embraced. They're like, oh, you're here to cheer for ATO? Yeah, come on down to the dub and like have a good time with us. And like, well, we have a giant inflatable yeah. dinosaur and we're going to shoot bubbles at people and we have squirt guns uh, at the beach party yeah. and whatever. Um, <laughs> So, so it's just it's, really meme Yeah, well, that's just it. And it's like, it's slowly just pulling fans of all levels who just want to watch Atleti have a great match day experience. Everyone's yeah. friendly. There's respect, camaraderie. Like, I'm here for it. And I, I got to say, like, it's good. It's one of the things I'm going to miss uh, most when I when I head back overseas is, is, is just every week that we play there, going to those games and, and being, uh, you know, a small part of, of that atmosphere. Well, I mean, like every week, there's like some new newcomer that all of a sudden everyone's paying attention to because they had such a great ass time. And every week there's a new meme, and every week there's a new fucking story or whatever. It's just there's no gatekeeping, and we talked about that last time as well. And like the lack of gatekeeping really just makes it so amazing. And the fact that the league is picking up on it as well, like they've always got the camera pointing at Hollywood. Like they got to try to get the the camera pointing at like the W. Like as much as they possibly can. <laughs> I love it. Can. I love it. It's, it's no, it's it's fantastic. They love it. They love it. They love you. I wish I could say they love us, but I don't live there, and I'm not there nearly as often enough. So trust when I say that I get the FOMO every week. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. I'm there as well when I'm not at the games. So, um, but speaking yes, of so, when we are going to be at the game next matchup this yes. Friday, FC Edmonton. We are both going to be. We there. are We're both going to ridiculous be because it's 80s, 80s night. night. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, you know it, it's not normally a game we should worry about, but it's Edmonton. They beat us this season. Who knows? Um, yeah. I'm especially exci- especially excited because it's probably going to be my last match in the dub for a while and that's not I guess that's not exciting but the fact that wow. you know we're playing Edmonton at home while I'm home for the for the week before the wedding is great um, my buddies are throwing me a bit of a bachelor party on Friday which is going to be fun and honestly my one stipulation was like okay yeah we can go do all that stuff but like we have to go to the Atleti game. <laughs> I was like, you all have we'll to buy to tickets in Section yeah. W. So I'm going to be there with a, with a bunch <laughs> of my buddies. Um, right. You know, it'll be awesome. So a lot of them don't usually watch football, but they love getting drunk and having a good time. So there's really no better place to do that than in the dub. Um, so, and if any well, of you guys, they, yeah, exactly. They've seen, they've seen us play before when, uh, when you were here for uh, your friend's bachelor party yes. in, in Montreal. Yeah. We all watched uh, the York uh, game. We did, well, yeah. Together in yeah. The living so room. Some of those guys will be there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so look out for, uh, you know, those dudes. Um, and then, you know, we're probably going to go out for drinks after if anyone cares to join us. Um, it'll be a time. It'll be a time. I can't wait. Uh, I love watching it, Letty. I'm stoked to watch them on Friday. Um, and Johnny's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Everyone's going to be there. Um, so it's, it's going to be good. It's gonna be sick. I'm bringing a bunch of friends too, so it's Sweet. fucking awesome. Yeah, if you would like to be there, go which to you Capital should. City, which you should. 
go to capitalcitysupporters.com, click on the little uh, ticket button on the top right. That will get you tickets into the dub, the best supporter section in the league this Friday. It is our penultimate home game, I believe. It is. It is. season. We have one more after our big month-long road trip. So it's, the time's running out if you want to yep. get some games. Yes, sir. Yeah, so come to that. Uh, we're gonna have the probably gonna have a hot stove before we generally do. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, we might have to miss out on it, just like sometimes our uh, podcasts. We you know take a little break every now and then, but we're probably gonna have another hot stove before this one. It's gonna be sick. I don't know who's gonna be on it because Edmonton doesn't have any fans, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, uh, you know what? I think Joey's actually trying to get uh, uh, Gareth Wheeler to come on it. So oh boy! Yeah, yeah, no, that it's would dangerous. be dangerous. I don't think he's got. I don't think he's got the stones for it, but we'll see. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, the hot stove, the podcast, the live at the half, um, all of the stuff on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, on the Facebook. We got content out the fucking wazoo. Uh, four yeah. points, two games. Four points, two games. Love it. What more can you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think that's that's. I mean, that's really it, man. Honestly, four points, two games. Uh, excited for Friday. Um, thanks, thanks for everyone out there who list, tunes in every week to listen to Johnny and I riff about this stuff. Um, I've got a, I've got a bounce because uh, I don't know how angry Stephanie is with me upstairs. But you know what? I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out. Uh, find out. <laughs> it's a mystery. If he doesn't show up on Friday, then you'll have an answer to that uh, to that question. <laughs> or if I show up and get really sad and then just get blackout yeah. drunk, <laughs> you'll oh, yeah. have an answer. <laughs> That'll be a different answer as well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, love all you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see everybody at TD Place on Friday. I'll see you on Friday. Let's do it.